Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Kaya May, and uh, the Vancouver Canucks just lost 6-2 to the New York Islanders. Um, that was certainly a game that happened. Uh, and before we get into a little bit of a game rundown tonight, I just have a word. Um, think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. Welcome to Game Over Vancouver. Bring out the tanks. Oh, God. Please, no. Um, yeah, so that was certainly a game that happened. Uh, New York is where we want to be in the standings, which is still under a playoff spot, but, you know, they're, like, one spot under Pittsburgh for- actually, no, I- I don't know if they pass Pittsburgh now because they have more points. They might, because New York and Pittsburgh technically right now both have 44 points, whereas, uh, New York Islanders have, they both have 44 points, but then, because the Islanders won in regulation, two points, so that'd be 46. So I think technically they're in a wild card spot, the second one. Um, we're, we are, how many points removed from a playoff spot? The next team that has a playoff spot in our conference is Edmonton, uh, who also lost today, but they have 42 points. We have, uh, oh, I'm bad at math, seven points less than them. In the standings, we're behind Nashville, St. Louis, and Colorado, who we also play later this week. <laughs> um, yeah, so, first period, um, certainly an interesting game. Uh, they started our third line, including our third line center, JT Miller, which we will be getting into later today. Um... I was really impressed in the first with Kuzmenko's forecheck. It seems like uh, he learned some things when we played against Calgary <laughs> from, you know, their team uh, being able to do that versus our team. <laughs> um, yeah, the Canucks seemed to have some energy in the first. You know, they got, they got their coffee. They're back on home turf, you know? It's a new it's a new year, new them. And then it wasn't a new them because they lost. Uh, it wasn't 5-1, it was 6-2. I don't know which is worse because we got two goals but also, they also got one more goal. Um, yeah, it was a good first period, and then they just gave up. Just nothing. The Islanders score three in the second. We score a late one in the second to make it 3-2. Horvat does to score a late one in the second to make it 3-2. And then just, yeah, yeah, just did not go well. Um, the Canucks did have a lot of good chances. Uh, Luke Shen, it was his 900th game tonight. Um, he was hitting a lot of posts, but um, I really wanted one of his to go in, or for him to at least get an assist, because, you know, 900, that's a big number. Um, yeah, Sorokin, Ilya Sorokin for the New York Islanders, um, his losing streak on the road was broken, uh, but also it's Ilya Sorokin, and he's, like, insane, so. Also, allegedly, allegedly, JT Miller was booed while announcing the starting lineup tonight, so... Yeah, need to capitalize on more chances of the first. Yes, thank you, Clay. Yeah, it was 
they had a lot of chances, but they weren't getting a lot of shots. I believe at 8-10 in the first period, the shot attempts were 15-1 to for Vancouver, but there were three shots on goal. So it's, it's like... Like, I'm bad at aiming. You should watch me play video games. I'm terrible. But, like, if you're a professional NHL player, you want it to go in the net. I understand if it gets deflected or the goalie stops it, but if the goalie stops it, usually it also counts as a shot on goal, so capitalize on, uh, maybe getting it in the net. Very disappointing way to give Shen his 900 game tonight. I know. I know. I was so sad. I was- when it was 3-2, I was like, still, maybe they have a chance. Maybe they have a chance to, you know, get this back for Shenner, but no, they didn't. Uh, do 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 do. <laughs> yeah, Kuzmenko did go in the forecheck. Then the first power play was Anders Lee, the captain of the New York Islanders. Um, cross-checking on Besser. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just another power play that Vancouver does not capitalize on. But we do later on when um, Bo Horvat scores his eleventh uh, tip-in goal of the season off of a shot from Oliver Ekman Larson. Um, yeah, tip down, bounces over Sorokin. Um, it's gonna be really sad when Bo Bo gets uh, gets traded and we don't hear the Bo Horvat because that's like my favorite thing. Whenever he scores, it's just like the the. Oh gosh, I forgot that term, like when it goes bow wow, like I, I took band in high school and that was a long time ago, so I forgot what the term is for that, but there's a term for it. Um, and he's also with that goal, and then he got a goal later on, so technically he's sev he's beat Thomas Gradine for uh, all-time goals with the franchise, which is great, because, you know, leaving again! Uh, beginning of the second, the shot attempts were... 11 for New York, and 35 for Vancouver, and we got scored on three times in this period. Um, crescendo. Not a crescendo, because a crescendo is like a constant thing. It's like where there's one crescendo, and then it goes backs out, and then it's another crescendo. It happens a lot in jazz, I think. Getting off topic, but yeah, then, uh, Ratu? Ratu? His name ends with a Y, which makes no sense, but, like, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I, had to, I had to search it up. Um, yeah, basically, what, for the tying goal for the Islanders, uh, Hughes tries to send the puck over to Miller, who doesn't... Miller? Myers? Sorry. Miller messes up a lot, so, like, it's automatically programmed in my brain to blame him for all the mistakes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah... Um, he tries to send the puck over to Myers, Tyler Myers, um, and I believe this was after OEL had left. OEL went down awkwardly. He was gone from the bench for a while as well, um, but he came back into the game later on. But yeah, that was certainly an interesting situation where the Canucks didn't have, you know, one of their, I'm gonna say it, top defensemen for a considerable period of time. Um, Yeah. Y'all may don't y'all may I don't want to say hate, but y'all y'all might not like uh OEL, but objectively it could be worse. <laughs> objectively. Yeah, basically Canucks don't recover. Myers picks the wrong guy. One one. Um again, Kuzmenko, awesome checking. Uh 
I just feel like he's he's very exciting to watch as a player out there. Um, yeah, Miller sh took a shot, and then uh, he didn't pass back for once. That's an interesting thing. Um, Miller, I guess he was mad. He's emotional. He's a Pisces, you know? Um, your name is Kai. Okay, it's... it's Yeah, fair enough. Um, could be worse. We could have Stillman. We still do have Stillman! <laughs> um, yeah, Miller for slashing Oprize. Uh, yeah, that's just not allowed. He, I guess, was not happy with something that happened, and he decides to take it out on Parise's foot, hand, and stick, and breaks the stick. Or, I don't, I don't know if he broke the stick, but he definitely knocked it out of his hands. Um, yeah, you are not Aaron Judge, please stop swinging. Um, during the power- during the Islanders' power play, Martin decided to- decided to get out of- of his net and play the puck, which, uh, uh almost- I, I almost kind of died. Like, why are you doing that? Um, <laughs> you know, Harper, I know. Um, Dermot and Mikheyev get the puck out, you know. Leafs mention, how does it affect the Leafs? Uh, I don't know, they gave them up. Um, just in, in the break between the two penalty kills, why does Miller refuse to check? Sums up the, Can the Canucks season so far. And then Myers gets a slashing penalty. Um... Martin saves the first one, but doesn't get the rebound, as usual, uh, and I don't want to say as usual, but, like, there's, there's times, there's times where it's, like, there's a rebound, and he's just like, oh, not mine, but it is, it is, it's, it's like when you're playing, like, volleyball in high school gym class, and you're only allowed to touch the, uh, you're only allowed to touch the ball, like, once, and you have to pass it to the next person, because equality or something, uh, yeah, and then Hughes tries to get a stick on it, can't. Um, I liked the Besser, Horvat, Mikheyev line. I feel like that's a good mix of players, because you got Strong down the middle, because you have Bowie, Frick, and Horvat. Uh, Besser, you know, his shot, and also he's good at tipping goals, so is Horvat. And then, uh, so is Horvat, to be fair, and then, uh, Mikheyev with the insane speed. Um, yeah. Mikheyev and Dermot were pretty good on the PK tonight, I will say that. Uh, Myers out, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, and then Myers gives the puck away. Um, throws it up the middle to Matt Barzell. Probably somebody you don't want to throw it up the middle to. Unless Barzell was like, hey, it's my it's my hometown team. Why not just let me score? And then he scores. And he also gets a assist, a few assists later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just throws it up the middle instead of, you know, doing something else. <laughs> anything. Anything. God, please do anything else than throwing the puck up the middle. Because I also created another goal later on. Um, yeah. Hit the post and in past Martin. And then Matt Martin gets a call for tripping on uh, Dakota Joshua. Um, he did not like that call, but you know what? He's not a ref, so... Um, yeah. Horvat scores almost, like, a few seconds into the power play, honestly. Miller with a nice pass. Uh, Hughes got an assist. I believe they said something like he's gone three years without a power play goal. Quinn Hughes has. But in that time, he's gotten like 75 assists. Um, so he's insane. On the power play. Just on the power play. Uh, yeah, and it was Horvat's ninth multi-goal game of the season. And he's at 28 goals. Reminder to everyone. I'm going to double check this. So I don't get 
the total wrong. Let me double check. Let me remind everyone, he had 31 goals in 70 games last year. 31 in 70. You know, less than half, but like still pretty decent, right? That's still really good. In 37 games this season, he has 28. That was his 28th goal. He has played 37 games this season. He has played every single goal game for the Canucks this season. He has 28 goals. Nine of them. Nine games of the season. He has scored in multiple times. Nine. Nine. Miller did a nice pass. I mean... Good for him. Um, Kuzmenko, he didn't end up being on the score sheet tonight, but he did have a lot of good chances with checking. I feel like I've mentioned that 500 times, but I just want to put it out there. Kuzmenko could beat Miller's ass in checking. I'm just going to say that. Sure, Barzal's a quick lad. <laughs> yeah, let's get him out of here in Vancouver. Barzal and uh, Bedard. Let's get them both. Um, yeah. Like I said, passing up the middle, 4-2, Anders Lee. Bear passes up the middle, seemingly, apparently, for Brock Besser. Uh, instead, the Islanders captain steals and scores. Um, or, I'm not sure if... Because I know Brock Nelson got an assist on that. But, yeah, so, Anders Lee scores. Again, passing up the middle. Please do anything but that. Do, never do that in a NHL game, please. Uh, yeah. Happy this morning. Oh, yeah. It's morning in Sweden. Swedish Islanders fan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's an interesting choice. Um, yeah, then Casey Zekis. Apparently he was his third of the season, so that feels great. Um, Barzal speeds in, passes passes to Zekis. That is something... That is something hard to say. Um, Shen tries to get Zekis, but doesn't. Eventually, because, like, he's, he's trying, but there's, like, a lot of ice. There's a lot of ice. It's 200 feet of, like, frozen water. Um, yeah, Miller was also on there, of course. Uh, Miller was watching Barzell, and it looked like he, like, was, like, trying to care for two seconds. I don't know, he's pumping his legs a lot, and then immediately when Barzell passes the puck, he just, just stops. He's just like, I'm just gonna control or disconnect real quick. That's not something, again, you don't want to do. Um... Then, the third period was basically the Canucks giving up. Uh, for the third, power play was on Mayfield for tripping. They pulled the goalie, so it's six on four. And they still couldn't get any, like, barely any chances. Uh, I think Dakota Joshua had one Dakota Joshua had one late, but I don't even think that was on the power play at all. Uh, but then, J.G. Pajot scores a shorthanded empty net goal. Basically calling it, even though it was already called based from the start of the third, but shorthanded, empty net goal. Rogers Arena basically just died. The red is really noticeable when people start leaving their seats and that game's still going on. It's really, it's almost as noticeable as the digital boards um, or the lack of defense from JT Miller. Um, and then there's a bunch of fans booing when the game ends, because obviously. Made the wrong choice. I don't know, the Islanders have a cup, man. At least they can flex that. I, I, they made it to the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, like two years in a row. Um, yeah, and then they got a new arena and everything went bad. But hey, maybe we need a new arena. Maybe we need to go back to the Pacific Pacific, Pacific Coliseum. 
I can't say the words, I can't say the letter C, I guess. Anyway, yeah. Hughes didn't have his, he was gassed out. Hughes didn't have his best game tonight. I always believe he tries hard. Um, the better Sebastian Aho. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, Hughes was gassed out by the end. I believe that might be maybe because he got to play extra minutes when OEL was potentially injured. Because, you know, they don't want to, he, OEL did play a significant let, uh, less amount of time, and if Quinn Hughes, you're the next up, well, you are the best defenseman, but you're the next up for filling in the gap of another decent defenseman, you're gonna have to play a little bit more. Even though they already work Quinn Hughes. He hasn't gotten a six-minute shift like his brother has, um, but, uh, don't put it past him. All right, just before we get to the next part, remember to like, comment, hit that subscribe button, join us in the chat, rate and review if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, follow SDPN Sports on Twitter, I am at RealKayame on Twitter if you want to check me out, I don't, I, it's just a bunch of incoherent yelling about hockey most of the time, um, yeah, think you need to go to more games, kind <laughs> of guaranteed win, thank you Clay, they have lost a game while I was there. But it was in Toronto, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't know. I my next game I believe is later in January. So, um, yes, like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, share if you would like to, and because uh, we're gonna be discussing a little spicy topic. I've already teased it a little bit. I I. I put it on Twitter, the title of this. I'm calling it this segment, The Miller Problem. So I didn't really dive into everything JT Miller has done over the past few days. Um, JT Miller's the deadline. If somebody takes that contract, honestly, kudos to you. If somebody takes that contract, I will, I will literally pay somebody to take the contract. <laughs> like, like, just, just, I will, where's, just take my wallet. Take my wallet. It's my actual yeah, it doesn't have a zipper on it. Take my wallet. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Please take JT Miller. I'm begging. Edmonton Edmonton needs a big it needs a big strong guy. Please. Um, what do I think of Kevin BX saying he cannot defend Miller's actions? Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm, yeah, so basically, I also covered the game on New Year's Eve, but I had, like, a, I had already made, like, this whole quiz for the year, so I didn't really dive into everything that was going on with Miller, um, but then it got worse <laughs> over New Year's, so let's address it now. So after, and also during the Flames game, uh, Miller was getting ripped into about his back-checking, uh, including by Kevin Bieksa, Canucks legend, um, saying he couldn't defend it, and also fellow Hockey Night Canada um, presenter? Panel member. Thank you. Thank you, Brain. Um, was, uh, talking about, Kelly Rudy was talking about how, yeah, no, that's not okay to do, um, especially after his actions with Delia, right? They show him, they go into complete breakdown about his, this is in the second intermission, I believe you can find the segment, I saw somebody had it on Reddit or something, um, but yeah. He gave up on the back check of the first goal uh, against. He kind of just stands there in the neutral zone doing nothing. And I kind of um, took a little quote of mine. Uh, <laughs> because people were talking about, especially after the um, 
the 4-2 Anders legal tonight, uh, people were talking about how Besser doesn't back check or Besser is like a defensive liability. The thing is, he's not claiming he's a two-way forward the same way JT Miller is. He's not a centerman. He's a winger. He's meant, he's paid to score and is, like help offensively. He's not there to help with defense. Whereas Miller is claiming he's a two-way player. He's claiming he's a two-way player. Um, and he's just not doing anything at all. Um, yeah, he isn't the one he's claiming a two-way forward, and also he's not the one who got the $56 million contract. Remember, Besser is only signed for three years, and apparently they want to give him away anyway. Yeah, and then, again, the slow, the slow line change for the Flames' second goal, uh, which was the shorthanded goal, which was a two-on-one. Um, they talked about him apparently being a turnover machine. Yeah. He's just... He's standing at the bench. It reminded me of... Remember last year in the Stanley Cup Finals um, when Kadri scored? Uh, I believe... Against the Lightning. I don't remember what number of game. It was his first game back. He scores, I believe, the overtime winner. Or at least the game winner. And they were complaining about too many men on the ice because Nathan McKinnon was still standing at the Colorado bench. But then it turns out that Tampa had like seven guys on the ice. Anyway... Um, they're complaining about Nathan McKinnon standing there at the bench still. That's basically what JT Miller was doing. Except they were on the man advantage and he was creating a man disadvantage and allows for the two-on-one. Yeah, there's more. There's more. Elliot Friedman says on the 32 Thoughts podcast that the organization needs to tell him to start back-checking. Elliot, he's a grown man. That man is 29 years old. He is almost 30 years old. I think he can figure out how to back-check. I think he can figure out how to back check or, uh, you, you know, at least do his job. Um. <sighs> yeah. And then uh, Frank Valley says in the Daily Faceoff that Miller has developed a reputation on the team of being a prick. Direct quote. Being a prick. Don't you love that? You sign a guy for eight years. Eight years or seven years. Once again, I'm checking cap friendly like all good management teams. Oh, geez. Where is he? There he is. You sign a guy for seven years to $8 million a year. $56 million, no move clause, for all seven years. You signed him all that, and now he's being labeled a prick. <laughs> Throughout the fan base, and apparently within the team. Yeah. Um, and then Miller said in, I believe, post-practice interview, he said he's been playing really well at center the last couple weeks. Interesting. Um, I'd like to say my lack of production is a compliment to me not cheating the game and playing the right way. That just, that just makes me painful. My lack of production. He's not cheating the- I'm pretty sure he's cheating the game when he gives the other team a man advantage when he's supposed to have the man advantage in the first place! Pretty sure that's cheating. <laughs> that feels like cheating. Um, yeah, he believes he's not giving up in hard games. Calgary shouldn't be a hard game. I will- I will say this. He, not hard games. They haven't really had a hard schedule recently. They've played Sa they played San Jose multiple times recently for God's sake. Like that's not a difficult schedule. 
I understand Calgary is currently in a playoff spot. That doesn't mean they're good. That does not mean they're Edmonton's in a playoff spot. They lost to Seattle. I understand Seattle's good now, but we never lost to Seattle and we're bad. Yeah, he thinks he's playing a good two-way game. Which... Ah. I wish his contract was written down like Messier's. Like, handwritten, so you could easily just, like, toss it in a fire. Because, like, there's no computers, right? So, like, how, how did you... How would you know? Oh, wait, no, there was probably computers back then. I wasn't alive in the 90s. Not a, it's not real. Um, yeah, he said, I haven't been on for a long against. In December... In December, all situations, all situations, uh, even strength, uh, shorthanded, power play, everything. In December, all situations, he was on ice for 14 goals against in 13 games. This man is not a point-per-game player. He is not currently a point-per-game. But he has been over a goal per game on the ice. Yeah. Move him to Arizona. Stick him in the desert, okay? I do not care. <laughs> Five on five, five on five in December. The Canucks were outscored eight to three when he was on the ice. That's worse than five one. That's a lot worse. Oh yeah, it doesn't count on that power play when he just got off the ice too fast for it to count against him. But I feel like that should count morally. Yeah, <sighs> fourteen goals against in thirteen games. Do you know how insane that is? He barely has fourteen goals himself. Do you want to know how many goals he has currently? Do you know, do you want to know? The guy he's challenging for captain, allegedly, has 28. JT, JT Miller has 13 goals. He doesn't even have 14. JT Miller doesn't even have 14 goals to make up for the ones that he was on the ice for. Yeah, and then Jim Rutherford, I honestly, genuinely believe that the only reason that we signed him to this ludicrous deal is because of Jim Rutherford. I will 100% believe that. Because Jim Rutherford was, uh, takes his pride of working for the Pittsburgh Penguins and sees this kid who grew up apparently near Pittsburgh. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, he's constantly defending him in the media and constantly blaming the coaching staff. Uh, he tries to compare him to Sidney Crosby, saying the, these mistakes are fixable, saying that, oh, before before the 2016-2017 back-to-back cup run, we're not on a back-to-back -back cup run! We don't have Sidney Crosby, we don't have Evgeny Malkin, we don't have Chris Letang, we don't have Matt frickin' Murray! We are nowhere near a cup! We are nowhere near the playoffs, James! I don't even know if this is full name. I'm assuming, because it's Jim, but, like, yeah. He is, tries comparing him to Sidney Crosby about the 200-foot game. He's like, oh, Sid needs to work on his 200-foot game before... The old man, shut up! You don't know anything! Stop! I get it! You played in Pit... You, you didn't... You worked in Pittsburgh. You had to deal with all of that. Welcome to Vancouver. We don't have a Sidney Crosby. We don't have a Genie Malcolm. We don't have a Crystal Tank. We don't have... Yes, we have good players! That doesn't mean that JT Miller is going to be Sidney freaking Crosby. Yeah, he also blamed the Bruce and the coaching staff for constant line and position changes, saying like, "Oh, uh, he played center. Uh, he played. He go keeps going between center and um, wing, and it's all uh, he's all over the place. He's he's like 
every other player on the team is also going through that because need I remind you, in order to move one player in the lineup, you need to also move another player to fill in that spot. So all you cannot say that oh Miller is doing bad because he's not like Miller is doing bad because he's um uh getting th thrown through the lineup constantly. He is <laughs> he has thirteen goals while the guy who is also being thrown around the lineup constantly is twenty eight. He is twenty eight. Andre Kuzmenko, who is a healthy scratch, has more points than him. <laughs> Ilya Mikheyev has one goal less than JT Miller right now. And, yeah. Yeah, the, the management sent three of the players that they started the season with to the AHL and brought two more, three more up. Peterson, Dries, and Lockwood. I feel like I should know this. Love Lockwood. But... Yeah, he's complaining specifically about, uh, Jimothy Timothy, or Jonathan Tanner's line changes, ignoring the rest of the players. He played center and didn't get scored on for three games. There are 82 games in a season! Need I remind you, 82 minus 3 is 79! Which it seems that's how old you are because you don't understand how any of this works anymore! Yeah. Seemingly like what management likes to do anyway, just focusing on things affecting JT, just like, oh yeah, it's a hard time, things are things are going around, it's, it's, it's an adjustment. It's just like, are you ignoring, like they said, no superstars. No superstars with Patrick Alvin. Patrick Alvin said at the beginning of the game, and then freaking the beginning of the season, and then Elias Pettersson is lighting up, but all you want to do is defend JT Miller and not talk about the actual superstar you actually fucking have? Sorry. <laughs> um, and then he continues to go on defending JT Miller's con con um, comments. What players have a hard time understanding is they'll get as many more as many or more chances playing that way than by cheating. Once they understand it, the game becomes easier and they win more games. But it's hard to make that adjustment. It takes time and it could take a whole year. Well, you have signed him for seven years. So I hope, I hope that, like, <laughs> I hope you get to see all of those seven years and you get to hear all the chants of Roger Serena. It's ridiculous. It could take a whole year. You should have realized this when you signed him to a $56 million contract in September. September. He's like, Jim Rutherford just continues. Well, I believe we're going through a lot right now. Everyone's going through a lot right now. Mercury's in the microwave or whatever the hell is going on. Everything is bad. We have a very passionate market that loves the game and has strong opinions. Wait until we run you out of this town, dude. Jesus Christ. The things you're talking about can be fixed and changed in the future. What future? You're trading our captain because you signed the wrong guy. You're trading Brock Besser, who's been the face of the franchise for over half a decade. You're tra you might not even re-sign Elias Pettersson, who is the superstar we actually have that you think JT Miller is. You apparently Quinn Hughes. Apparently Quinn Hughes. You can trade. Apparently, what they want Quinn Hughes out. 
Apparently, Demko was available at one point. There are so many things going wrong, and you think this team has a future? Are you take a breath? Anyway, continuing about JT Miller. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob the Moj Marjanovic, who used to be on Team 1040, for those of you, in the uh, Lower Mainland. Um, he said for Black Press Media, which is like local BC papers, uh, like the Surrey Now Leader, which is where I saw this article. Um, he said that JT Miller is attempting to be an alpha male as leadership like Sutter, uh, Brandon Sutter, Chris Tanev, Jacob Markstrom, and... Jay Beagle, oddly enough, um, are all gone as Miller's years go on. It's, uh, I just reminded that me of that one, like, super right-wing guy that has alpha male literally in his Twitter name. I don't even know what the guy's name is, but he looks like a young Jay Leno. Like, that just, that immediately made me think of that, where it's like, you claim to be an alpha male, but you're literally the most immature person on the planet. Um, yeah, apparently... Also, Miller told Ryan Leslie of Sportsnet that he didn't even know the Delia incident was a thing. Bruce Boudreaux tried to, um, tried to, uh, defend JT, calling him an emotional guy. I get it, he's a Pisces, but come on. And then, Yannick Hansen, a former Canucks player, of course, says on the Sportsnet People's Show podcast, You have no problem showing emotions when you want the goalie off, like the Delia situation uh, in Winnipeg. But when you just turn the puck over, where's the emotion? Where is the, I'm going to catch this guy and do everything I can to prevent this from turning into a scoring chance? And I feel like that's how it... I feel like that's how it should be. I feel like that's, that's how it should be. That's not words. That's not a sentence that makes sense. That's how the thoughts I'm trying to formulate happen in an intelligent way. Um... Yeah, he has all this emotion when it comes to doing bad things, like taking unnecessary penalties for slashing, like yelling at your goalie and keeping the puck in the defensive end when you're trying to get an empty net, uh, and, you know, get it, telling him to get the F off, and, you know, hitting the top of the net, um, for no reason other than to prove a point. Um, he has an A, but I'm pretty sure the A on his jersey stands for asshole. Um... Yeah, where's the passion when he's just literally... Like, I'm doing my best JT Miller back check impression right now. This is what he looks like. He stands there like Minecraft Steve waiting to get hit by like 50 skeletons. He does not do shit at all. He just stands here. He just stands here. He's just like waiting. He's like, okay, waiting for my check. He's like, okay, got my 56 mil. I'm out. That's basically, he got the bag and left the building. That's all he's done for this franchise so far. I don't care that he has 31 points. OEL had that last year. And y'all hate OEL. So I do not care if JT Miller is undefensible. And I, I tried. I try to like everybody on this team. I try. Hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. He's the curse. I wrote this in my notes. He's the cursed love child of Messier and Kessler. And it's just mainly because Kessler, it just, 
I'm still I'm still not over the one interview from 2012. I'm still not over that, but at least Kessler got a sulky. Come on! Come on! JT Miller, give me more than disappointment! Anyway, now that my rant is over, the Miller problem, it's not ceased, but I think I need to take a step back for my mental health from it. Um, so I'm going to turn this last bit over to you guys and ask a few questions. First of all, recently, first overall pick from 2020, Alexi Lafreniere was uh, scratched, healthy scratch from the Rangers game. Personally, as I will admit, a Rangers fan myself. You could attack me for that. I don't care. Um, personally, as a Rangers fan myself, was kind of mad about this, but it was recently suggested, potentially, um, that he... <laughs> uh, apparently, the Canucks have some interest in the player, the young Alexi Lafreniere. So I would like to ask everyone their thoughts on... Uh, potentially acquiring him. Bust, you don't want it? I feel like it's unfair uh, to call players busts immediately. I feel like it's been mentioned before, but the Nail Yakupov thing of just... Like, yeah, that's that's valid to call that a bust, but at the same time, anyone to... Like, they called Jack Hughes a bust. <laughs> They've called Jack Hughes a bust. Uh... Ross Johnson for Brock Besser. He's 21. He's he's 21. He can barely drink in the country he plays in. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's a break. Laffy, Petey, Kuzline seems intriguing. Yes. Tay Thompson didn't explode until his fifth season. Thank you, Clay. Sucks the Canucks aren't good enough. <laughs> Will they ever be? Uh, I'll reserve judgment. I haven't seen the guy in action. He's got three power play points in his career. I mean, Pedersen still doesn't have a power play goal, so. Uh, I don't mind Miller, though, tonight. Um, I, I mind him all the time. He's always he's always haunting. He's always haunting my memories. Bring him back if Bo won't sign. Um, possibility. People have been saying Horvat for Lafreniere. I feel like that's still too steep of a price. <laughs> um, I still am... Dreading the fact that we didn't get Heedle last year. Boss is overdoing it, but he's way overhyped. I feel like that always comes with um, putting too much pressure on first overall picks. I feel like we shouldn't have that much pressure. Because personally, I am I just turned 20. If somebody put that much pressure on me to do my retail job, I think I'd cry. So, same for David Pasternak for Boston. Same, Honestly, same for Bo Horvat. Because, yes, he had 27 goals, but he literally just hit, uh, he literally just hit, you know, 31 goals last year. His highest was 27, uh, 61 points. His highest was 61 points in 82 games in the 2018-19 season before he's named captain. Um, right now he's at 42 points through 37 games. I feel like he knows who's the contract here, but, uh... I take a chance on laugh. Laugh is underutilized in New York. Yes. Thank you, Justin. Um. Uh, yeah. Because 
that that's the thing. New York has a lot of good offense. They recently added Vinny Trocek. They have Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin. They have a lot going on over there. And, uh... Yeah, what role is Laugh thrust into the current Canucks? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like... I feel like we can move a Garland for him. But, I don't know. I don't know. He's also just a fun little guy. He's a fun little guy, and I feel like we need more fun little guys. You know who was underutilized in the last team came here and did great? Ilya Mikheyev. We love Ilya Mikheyev. He's got great, too. Yeah, he... <sighs> He's taller than Connor Garland. I just found that out. Um, but yeah, so... Laugh didn't get any power play time as their first unit. Yeah. Their first unit, because their first unit and the Rangers, Clay, is, like, insane. Um, <laughs> if Mika's advantage adds on my first unit, they're staying out of the entire power play. I don't care. Um, where do you realistically expect him to play in your lineup? I could see him as a second-line winger, honestly. They'll take a pick and Garland or OEL for him. I'm gonna get into that in a second. Um, I think I've had food in my cupboard that I've had longer than 20 years. I have... Your mom is taller than Garland? I think I'm taller than Garland, honestly. Um, Ilya being a two good two-way guy. Yeah, and he actually, actually plays good on the PK, too. Like, we needed penalty killers that weren't just... Like, they said, they said this on the broadcast, too, just, like, we're missing OEL because, um, he's, he was, at the time, he was in the room, and Myers was in the penalty box, so they were missing their penalty killers, and that was when, uh, New York scored. That's a Mikheyev. Love him. Think he's doing, think he's doing a great job. I really wanted to get him last year. Uh, we're, yeah, last year when I found out he's gonna be a UFA, I really wanted the Canucks to get him, and then they did, so, yay. Um, bring Milan Lucic, hell no, okay? I like Lucic, I will admit that. You know, he's a Vancouverite, he's also Serbian, but at the same time, no. But then again, he's playing on a line, he's playing on a line with Nazem Kadri, so... Just put him on Pedersen's line and it'll be fine. Milan's contract is so much, though, so is JT Miller's. <laughs> Lucic is the only guy slower than OEL. Eh. Is Laugh due for a contract? I don't know, actually. I feel like I should look this up. <clears throat> it won't let me go to the New York Rangers page. Well, that's rude. That's rude. Do, do, do. Alexi Lafreniere. He's an RFA at the end of the season, but due to his point pr point production, I feel like they could get it at him for cheaper. He had 21 in 56 games in the COVID-shortened season, 31 points in 79 games last year, and 17 points in 38 so far this year. It's painful to watch Garland because he makes amazing plays but they never turn anything into anything. Yeah, he scares me sometimes when he, uh, he spins a lot. He does that a lot. If you want to, we we want to ta tank add Lucic the guy. He's an absolute anchor. Oh my god. Thank 
Connects acquiring another RFA would actually be huge. Um, yeah. I don't know, because we still have to... Let me remind you, there are a bunch of players that still will be unsigned, aside from Bo Horvat at the end of this year. Um, Bo Horvat's contract expires. We have to sign Kuzmenko. Um, uh, Ethan Bear, Travis Dermott, Luke Shen, Kyle Burrows, Colin Delia... Uh, do 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 Uh, Niels Hoaglander, also. Um, <laughs> that's another one. Pretty much every defenseman in Abbotsford, except for Phil Johansson and Jack Rathbone. And, um, yeah, a lot of players in, uh, Phil Giuseppe. Mwah, love that guy. We trade Kuzmenko. If we don't re-sign him... What the hell? <laughs> Canucks should look at Timo Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Timo Meyer would go to a contender. I also feel like Dirt Lucic. The, if we got Lucic, it would be very badly. It would be a very bad reception for Canucks fans because of 2011. Um, because you know we lost the cup to him. Uh, yeah. Dermy Bear are both RFA's, so they can't really command much do yeah considering they're, yeah they're both rfas um also apparently rick dollywall said on secures and price says he said that myers besser garland and pearson are contracts they want to move but are having trouble doing so a they signed the Besser contract but it's just gonna bite my tongue i want him to go to minnesota i want him to go to minnesota you know i want to see brock besser in a minnesota wild jersey that's not because I hate Brock Besser. I love Brock Besser. He is my favorite Canuck. But at the same time, sometimes he deserves better. He should be on the first power play unit. I don't know. I don't have an issue with Kuzmenko on the first power play unit. I have an issue with JT Miller still being on there, considering Calgary. No more JT Miller. No more JT Miller. No more, no more JT Miller. Just cleanse the energy out. I'm not a crystals person, but if I did, I'd be, like, shoving the rock in my forehead right now. Myers contract. I can see why they'd want to move it out. It's a couple years left. Eh. Uh, Garland contract. Um, again, that was a bending move. Um, I think Garland should go to Boston. Why not? He's from there. He's from Massachusetts, so why might as well. And Tanner Pearson are allegedly contracts they want to move. Pearson, um, there was an injury update today, but I didn't I, I'm not sure what the injury update was, to be honest. Um But he's still on IR. Um In my opinion, they're only trying to move Besser because they messed up with the Miller contract and they're trying to, you know, pin the blame on something else, but <laughs> um apparently buyouts are on the trade, uh, are on the table. Buyouts are on the table if they're unable to trade the contracts. I think Myers is still effective, but you know, that's just me. And, uh... OEL was not on that list. He's definitely not one of the buyout candidates. I know a lot of people want to buy him out. I know a lot of people don't like his contract. But at the same time... Like, I feel like he's better for the locker room and the leadership squad, because he also has an A, and it doesn't stand for asshole. Um, we must no longer say his name in the chat, or Kyle will blow up once again. 
Uh, JT Miller's the name, by the way. He's the new- he's the Canucks Voldemort, JT Miller is. Or, I guess, Messier. He's getting, like, a Messier-level hate. I wasn't alive when the Messier-level Messier hate was, but, like, still, I have seen, um, I've never seen somebody actually read or buy a Messier book here. Like, in all of the Lord Mainland. So, yeah. Connor Bedard, I'm coming home. <laughs> Tell the world I'm coming home. Please. Please pull an Adam Fox and refuse to play for the team that drafts you and then get traded and refuse to play for that team and then finally get traded to the team you want. Yeah, that'd be great. But probably won't happen. But he's insane. He's actually insane. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. That's not even his name. Isn't that a golf company? I swear that's a golf company. Anyway, thank you for entertaining me tonight, chat. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe down below. Rate and review if you're listening to a podcast platform. The Blackhawks suck, though. Well, the Blackhawks, we can trade Horvat to Chicago for Bedard. Why not? Um... Yes. Good night, everybody. Uh, it's been a great show. If you like yelling, um, the Canucks play again on, uh, the 5th on Thursday, so, against the Avs, so hopefully we can go, uh, 1-1, one one, um, on our very short homestand, but, uh, probably won't. Anyway, Good night, everybody. Uh, hope you have a great night. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Follow at SCPN Sports on Twitter, and I have been at Real KMA. Um, thank you. Have a great night, everybody. Forget JT Miller exists. <laughs> Bye. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.